So Stephanie was a young lady in her early 20s who came to us after having been involved in a horrific accident in Hampton, Virginia. She was a backseat passenger in a convertible that was driving down somewhat of a windy road, bit of a back road in Hampton that connected two major thoroughfares. And as she is in the back seat uh, of this convertible vehicle, the driver takes her attention away from the road and, and looked down at her her GPS, trying to see how much longer it was going to be until they reached their destination. When she did so, she didn't see a curve in the roadway that was ahead. And unfortunately, the vehicle left the roadway, went down through a ditch, and then hit a tree head on. Um, really unfortunate for Stephanie was that it, she was thrown from the back seat as a result of all of this. Uh, several feet away from the vehicle and was found kind of in the wooded area when EMTs arrived and some bystanders came to assist. Um, you know, really horrific circumstances of, of an accident. And, you know, Stephanie should be very thankful that she is here today, given the severity of this wreck and her being ejected from the vehicle. But she certainly sustained some some very traumatic injuries that we helped her her with along the way, and, and that unfortunately are going to continue to affect her uh, as she moves forward with her life, uh, given their severity and, and the the treatment that she had to endure in, in the days, weeks, months following this particular wreck. So, uh, really, some circumstances that that frighten anyone. You know, being thrown from a vehicle as it's bounding off the roadway and colliding into a tree. Uh, it, it was a, a terrifying experience, I'm sure, for everyone involved. So Stephanie suffered a, a number of injuries as a result of being thrown from this vehicle. However, the, the most apparent and dramatic injury was that she suffered a fracture uh, to her femur, which is the thigh bone. Uh, it's the largest bone in the human body. And her fracture was at the very top of the thigh bone, in essence, where the femur meets the hip socket. So you have your, your femur bone that sits in the hip socket, and that's what allows the mobility of your leg. Her fracture was right at the top of the femur bone, which creates a, a number of issues. Um, you know, she certainly had, had several bumps, bruises, abrasions from being thrown. She also went through a period of lost consciousness, uh, which can be expected given the fact that she was thrown from the vehicle. And she had some residual headaches and cognitive issues where, you know, things were a little hazy for her and blurry in the days and weeks following the wreck. But thankfully that, that seemed to resolve. And the persistent issue for Stephanie was her, her femur fracture. Um, she was taken from scene by ambulance, obviously to the hospital and the emergency room physicians and the consulting orthopedic surgeon. Uh, immediately saw that it was apparent that, that Stephanie's femur fracture required surgical repair. It's called an open reduction in internal fixation, which means that they actually have to open up the skin and go in and internally fix the bone so that it is, is placed again in its correct anatomical way. Um, that's done through both the doctor physically manipulating the bone, as well as in, in Stephanie's case, inserting a nail through the femur bone to actually nail the bone together. Um, as you can expect, this is an intense surgery. 
that requires months and months of recovery and recuperation, which, which Stephanie did. Um, she was in the hospital for over a week recovering and then uh, was sent home with home health care where someone came and attended to her every day and helped her with physical therapy and her daily needs. And she continued on with, with physical therapy for uh, months. And unfortunately, in, in Stephanie's case, the femur fracture was so significant and the manner in which it had to be repaired resulted in her having a two millimeter difference in length between her two legs, meaning her injured leg was now two millimeters shorter than her uninjured leg. Now you think two millimeters, you know, that's, that's not a whole lot, but for us and the way we've become accustomed to walking over our life, if you alter that just slightly, it can create a significant problem. And unfortunately for Stephanie, she had a permanent limp that was very apparent um, and that she was going to deal with for the remainder of her life. Now, she can use shoes to assist that have special lifts, but it's not something that will ever go away or can be repaired. She will, she will have this leg length discrepancy for the remainder of her life. And, and it's really difficult for anyone, but especially someone of her age, uh, again, early 20s, very active. And uh, so very significant injuries, as you can expect, given, given the circumstances of the wreck. And they will have, un unfortunately, lifelong um, effects on Stephanie. Thankfully, she, she recovered quite well, and she's very well adjusted and, and has moved on with her life as best she can. Uh, but certainly a, a trying time in her life. So Stephanie had a number of fears when she first came to Cooper Hurley Injury Lawyers. And the reason for that was her career was really up in the air at that point. Um, she came to us very early on after her, her accident and while she was still in the initial recovery stages for her injuries. But at the time that this happened, Stephanie was in the military and she was in the United States Navy in military police. And her, both her parents had been in the military. Her father had done a 20 year career in the military. Her mother had done several years in the military as well. And Stephanie's intentions were to make a career out of the military, serve 20 years and then, and then transition into civilian employment. However, her recovery did not get her to a point where she was able to do that. Uh, when she first came to us, she was very concerned. <clears throat> what am I going to do for money? <clears throat> what if I cannot get back to serving in the military as, as I once did? And the unfortunate reality was due to her leg length discrepancy, she was permanently limited in her ability to run, jog, stand a post, lift, jump, many of the things that are required of, of military police officers. So for those reasons, she was medically discharged from the United States Navy and had to all of a sudden seek new employment. Uh, to Stephanie's credit, she did so. She's enrolled in, in cosmetology school and she has, has moved on and has, has done her best to uh, find a career that suits her and that will support her. And uh, you know, it's all to her credit. But certainly her primary concern when she came to us is, what am I going to do with my military career? Because at that point, it was really up in the air. 
and you know the her nightmare did occur in that she was medically discharged but thankfully you know through evaluations um and persistent rehabilitation she's been able to move on to to cosmetology school one of the things that that we did to assist kind of easing her concerns when it came to her career was that as part of of stephanie's case we hired a what's called a vocational expert and what a vocational expert does in a personal injury case is they evaluate someone's career and work with the restrictions that are that are placed on an individual by the the treating physicians and evaluate those to to make a determination as to what sort of career is appropriate for someone and, and what is not and through the work that we did with our vocational expert it was very clear that that Stephanie was not going to be able to continue in the United States Navy and as a result would suffer a loss in what's called earning capacity, how much she could earn over the years going forward. And through our vocational expert, we were able to work up a figure that demonstrated the difference in what Stephanie could earn in the military as opposed to what she's expected to earn uh, as a beautician following her completion of, of cosmetology school. And you know, the great thing about that is we're able to present that as a damage in her personal injury case. And it's something that we were able to recover for her from the insurance company so that any difference in, in wage that she may experience going forward is something that she's recuperated and she can move on without those fears any longer. She's not going to be able to get back her, her Navy career, but Thankfully, we were able to help her kind of bridge the gap between what those earnings would have been. Stephanie came to us very early on, and at that stage, she, she had not been offered any sort of settlement or, or anything by way of financial compensation for what she had been through. Um, and frankly, the, the no offer status, as we would call it, where the insurance company has not made any offer to settle a claim, uh, persisted into litigation. Once we filed a lawsuit, we're now in litigation and, um, you know, there are several things that we do associated with a lawsuit and that no offer status continued for several months while the case continued on. There were points in the litigation where Stephanie was blamed for certain portions and certain circumstances of the, the crash that uh, the insurance company continued to say, no, you, Stephanie, bear some responsibility for what happened to yourself. And, and that, you know, really sat poorly with myself and, and certainly with Stephanie. And through, you know, continued work and litigation and so, some, you know, tough discussions and, and legal research and, and motions practice and all the things that come along with litigation, we were really able to establish that, that just was not true. And thankfully, at the end of the day, the insurance company understood that that, that was not a tact that was going to be successful. And uh, the no offer status changed into an offer. And we went through negotiations and we're thankful to get a resolution to the case that, that Stephanie found to be appropriate given what she went through. So injury cases are, are they're all unique. Um, but one of the things that, that they have common is that Insurance companies like to use the medical expenses and the medical bills that someone has incurred as really the benchmark to begin for settlement. So insurance companies use these computer programs and they 
put in figures and pieces of information and that computer program spits out settlement number to them. And they try to stick right to that. And the medical bills are really the a touchstone of what that computer program analyzes and determines for what's appropriate. In this case, Stephanie's medical bills were about $70,000. Sure, that is a ton of money, $70,000. Don't get me wrong. But Stephanie had the benefit of after being discharged from a local civilian hospital, her follow-up care was through United States Navy and military medical providers. And those are exceedingly cheap. Um, whereas had all her care been through civilian medical providers, we would have been talking about 150, 175, $200,000 in past medical bills. But for Stephanie, she only incurred $70,000 to treat these very severe injuries. The problem with that though, is that the insurance company hangs on to that $70,000 as the initial benchmark as to <clears throat> what settlement numbers would be appropriate. Two times the medical bills, three times the medical bills, four times the medical bills. This is kind of how the insurance company looks at it. And what we were able to do is get the insurance company out of that mindset. To get the insurance company to appreciate that, no, this is unique in Stephanie's case. These $70,000 in past medical bills are not an appropriate threshold to begin measuring her pain, her suffering, and her inconvenience given the permanent limitations that she's incurring. So what, what we did is, is we hired the vocational expert to assist in evaluating her future lost wages, but we also hired what's called a certified life care planner who is a medical physician and again, certified in, in doing life care planning, who can project future medical costs that Stephanie was going to incur to treat her injuries as she moves forward. So through all of this, through getting the insurance company out of that mindset for developing a life care plan of you know, hundreds of thousands of, of dollars in future medical needs, as well as the future wage earning that she lost out on, we were able to get the insurance company away from from tethered uh, away from being tethered to that $70,000 and getting much more than than two, three or four times uh, than that amount. So there are a few things that, that you can take away from Stephanie's case and apply to really anyone who's been in, in a wreck that, that was not their fault. Uh, first, d don't take what the insurance company says initially to you as <clears throat> necessarily the truth or fully controlling, right? Initially, Stephanie was blamed or, or told that she bared some responsibility for this wreck. And that just was not true. Um, insurance companies are, are looking to resolve claims as quickly as possible for as little as possible. So Stephanie did the right thing and, and immediately contacted our firm, experienced personal injury firm, to to ease her mind and say, well, hold on a second. That, that doesn't sound right, doesn't sit right, and probably is not accurate. So first and foremost, speak with an experienced personal injury lawyer. The second thing that, that is a good takeaway from Stephanie's case is that not only do you want to speak with a personal injury lawyer and an experienced personal injury lawyer, but one who has the right tools to 
contact and engage the necessary experts that can really help prove up future damages. Those things that we all worry about if we're in a wreck, right? What will tomorrow hold? What if my back continues to hurt for two more years? What if I need surgery down the line? What if I can't do my job? These are things that require expert assistance. And at Cooper Hurley Injury Lawyers, we're very experienced in finding these experts, involving them, retaining them, getting them the information that they need, preparing them for testimony. Um, and really in Stephanie's case, it was vital. Uh, those were the things that were able to get the insurance company out of that mindset of two times, three times, four times the past medical specials and really forced them to evaluate the risk that they had should they not make a fair settlement offer. So thanks everybody for listening to Stephanie's story. Uh, my name's Griff O'Hanlon. It was a pleasure helping her out. I'm with Cooper Hurley Injury Lawyers. And if you or a loved one have been in an accident, please give us a call so we can help evaluate your claim for you. Give us a call at 757-333-3333. Thanks so much. This episode was brought to you by Cooper Hurley Injury Lawyers, a Virginia-based personal injury firm that helps those injured in car, truck, and motorcycle wrecks or other serious injury and wrongful death cases. To talk to an experienced personal injury lawyer about your Virginia case, call us at 757-333-3333 or visit us online at cooperhurley.com. Till next time. Cooper.